Every nation has its high points and its low points. As a result, historians can look back on things to be proud of and things to be ashamed of. I am a citizen of the United States, and I know we have had many things to be proud of since our founding in 1776. But I also know we have had things to be ashamed of. Unfortunately, the period historians call the time of the lynching tree was one of those times. Many of our citizens in the earliest days came from Europe, but in time they began importing people from Africa on what were called slave ships. The African Americans contributed much to the development of the United States as it expanded toward the north and west coasts, but in return the African Americans were treated without honor and mercy because of their status as slaves. Eventually, war broke out between those who thought slaves should be freed and those who depended on their slaves. This was called the Civil War, and the conclusion of the war was that slavery should be ended. But this wasn't the end of the story. This didn't change the hearts of those who despised the African Americans in their community. For 60 years, the United States, especially in the southern United States, lived through what has been called the lynching era from 1880 to 1940. Lynching was a term that applied to whipping, shooting, stabbing, and hanging. Many white people felt that it was one thing to lose the Civil War, but it was quite another to allow ignorant, uncivilized black people to participate in communities with white people. A black person could be lynched for any perceived insult to white people. And, of course, white people believed that America was to be a white nation called by God to bear witness to the superiority of white over black. As the respected scholar James Cone put it, to be black meant that whites could do anything to you and your people. One of the books that James Cone wrote was titled The Cross and the Lynching Tree. Dr. Cone was regarded as one of the most influential theologians in America, he taught for years at Union Theological Seminary in New York City. His point in the book is that Jesus, who was lynched on a Roman cross 2,000 years ago, and the thousands of black people who were lynched by hanging from a tree or in some other inhumane way, have much in common. Both suffer the cruelest and most inhumane death possible for crimes they did not commit. African Americans were lynched for no reason other than the fact that they were black. Jesus was a totally innocent and pure man with no sin, but he was put to death by crucifixion. Both Jesus and the African Americans who lived in dread of lynching found their strength in a relationship with God. Jesus was well known in the Gospels for spending great amounts of time in prayer as he relied on God for his spiritual strength. And during the 60 years that African Americans lived in dread of lynching were the years when the music called spirituals became so popular. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Glory, hallelujah. The German scholar Martin Koller wrote that the story of the crucifixion and the death of Jesus forms the center of the Jesus story. Everything else in his life and teaching is only a prologue to his death on the cross.
During the lynching years, black Christians sang more songs and preached more sermons about the cross than any other aspects of Jesus' ministry. They took to heart Jesus' predictions that he was going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days, he will rise. These black Christians knew that some of them would meet the same excruciating fate Jesus met, but they also knew they would rise to be with him one day. We've talked about experiences African Americans face during the lynching years in American history, but unfortunately we haven't gone into similar atrocities that faced thousands, and yes, millions of Christians worldwide. So many have encountered both unspeakably bad and ecstatically wonderful moments with Jesus in their walk with Him. Tune in next time when we open our Bibles and learn about more encounters with Jesus. Those encounters changed people hundreds of years ago, and they will change you today.